Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. And today I'm really excited. I've got a special guest with me. So inside the huddle with us today and ready to help us to move the ball is Colette Smith. Now Colette, she's got a lot uh, on her resume. So I was I was thinking about what am I going to say to introduce her? There were so many things to to bring up and we'll get a lot into a lot of it into the show. But Colette is the founder and president of an organization called Believe in You, Inc. And she's also the NFL's first African-American female coach in the history of the NFL. And she was the first female coach for the New York Jets franchise, coaching the defensive backs in 2017 during training camp. Uh, She does a lot of other things, former women's professional football player and coach. um, And the list goes on and on. So I'm not going to get into all the details now. We've got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, Colette, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's up, Jen Garrett? Move the ball, baby. (laughs) I love your energy. You have such (laughs) great energy, which is awesome. So let's start out talking about football. So as a kid, you were interested in playing football, was told that football isn't really for girls. So talk to us a little bit about how did you get into football? What was it about the game that really intrigued you? So, you know, Jen, uh, everything about football, I gravitated towards. I just loved football the way any kid would, male or female. It's a sport. It's a phenomenal sport. It's, to me, it's, it's the greatest sport in the world. And for, for me, it was just, I just liked it because why not? As a little girl, I didn't see that I wasn't allowed to play because of my gender, you know? And so I didn't quite understand that. It was just, you put a ball out on the field, kids are going to run to the ball. And that's the way I felt. And so being told I was not allowed to play because I was a girl, it just never sat right with me. So there was a lot of uh, wake up, stand up, take a knee for the rights of gender, <laughs> for female equity. Gotcha. And were there any things specifically about football that really just captivating? I mean, it's a fast paced game, but I mean, there's so many things that oh, football yeah. teaches us. So share with us some, what are some of those things that you really took away from it? Um, you know what? I, I want to say a, a, a family. Football really brings family. You you create new family. For me, it's called a sisterhood. As a kid growing up, it was brotherhood and sisterhood where the the playing fields could be level. You know, no matter what you wore, what you were allowed to do as, as a child, it brought us all together. We had unity. You know, we had a common goal. And the common goal was to win the game. And you do that by a team effort. So to me, that was the most amazing part of it was that kids that I may not have liked (laughs) or kids that may not have liked me. But when we're on the football field, or should I say on the street and and in between a certain block on the concrete, we're on the same team. So now you have to like me because we play on the same team. And that to me just brought a lot of common ground and humanity. So I think before I knew what humanity meant as a child, 
I was living it. I was a living example of that. And so were all the other kids. Football for me has just, you know what? It's so strategic. There are so many things you can learn from football that will enhance your life in business, in school, with your family, with how you operate, your movements in life that I just love. I love every aspect about football. Absolutely. You're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> uh, so give us, a, give us a little bit more. Share with us some examples of what those lessons are. Well, you know, I can tell you that I remember a long time ago where I was playing football with my older brother in the street. And they said, that, okay, you're on defense. Don't let anybody score a touchdown. Well, I took that to heart. <laughs> and, and so the life lesson I got from that was that when I became a real estate broker or I worked for the Olympics in 1996 as a marketing coordinator, when my boss said, here are your tasks, here's your assignments, I executed them because it was serious. And so that's what football gave me was you have an assignment, do your job, do it right, or get off the field. So it, it, it really taught me a lesson being about your business, keeping your word, your word is your bond, and executing what needs to be done. I learned that at an early lesson in my life because of football. And that is the most simplistic thing that I can say about it. Football just gives you a high level of being sure about yourself and executing the play. And that play may mean a football play or a scheme. But it also is a play in life. You know, if my dad said, cut the grass, then you could go outside and play with your friends. Then guess what I did? I cut the freaking grass. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a bonus. And then you, it's something to feel proud about. You know, so I was very proud to have the boys knock on my mom and dad's door and say, Mr. Smith, we can't let your daughter play with us anymore. And my dad's like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, she doesn't let anybody score touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm busy yelling from the couch, Dad, they said you're on defense. Don't let anybody score a touchdown. So I just did what I was supposed to do. What's the problem? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I learned a lot from that. That really carries through into my life today. And I take on everything that I uh, am involved with, with 100% passion. If I don't have passion about it, I'm not going to do it. I will not be involved, and you should not want me there. And football taught me a great lesson about just being responsible and doing your job. Do your job. Do your assignment. Any football player out there in this world right now, listening to you right now in your podcast, any football player, any coach has a plan. And the plan is to execute the plan at hand. Then do it. <laughs> No sure. excuses, just get the job done. Absolutely. And that's not just about football players. It's players in the game of life, right? We all have right on. our assignments. We all have the goals, the objectives we're trying to achieve. So it's all about executing it and putting that plan into motion and no excuses. Like you said, even, even in today's times where we've got you know, this coronavirus pandemic, just oh, because man. we're going through this doesn't mean that we stop. It means we just got to figure out, we have to adjust our plan. We pivot, but we still keep going. Absolutely. It's about reinventing yourself, pivoting. You know what? You may be playing a certain team and Lord knows I've dealt with this from being a former pro women's football player, being a coach of women's football and coaching in the NFL on the highest level is that 
we think we got this team beat. Here's our great grand plan. And then the other team comes out banging right out the gate. Well, guess what? We have to now readjust. Are you able to readjust? You know, we, we shouldn't just plan for right now. We should be planning for the mishaps that might happen. It's called the plan A, plan B, plan C, D, and E, all the way through Z, you know, backup plans. And this coronavirus is another life lesson that I've had to reinvent myself, which I am not happy about, Jen. I am not happy about it because I, I got tired of reinventing myself. So I thought, but if I want to survive and I want to thrive, I've got to reinvent myself. We've got to pivot. Absolutely. Yes. And I, I have had to pivot myself um, quite a bit in the last few months. And it's part of the journey. And when you remain open-minded and aware of the fact that you do need to adjust and you do need to pivot as circumstances change, those are the people that do move the ball and that do cross the goal line. Whereas the other people, they're just stuck, you know, in their tracks and they're, they're the ones that are not making progress. And they're the ones that are making excuses for where they're at today, instead of looking at this is just another obstacle to tackle another thing to go through and navigate, you know, beyond. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, 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 you know what? I remember when I would go to practices as a football player, as a woman, I didn't, I did not start playing football until I was 42 years old. Right. So for me, uh, a sport that I always wanted to play and I was told I'm not allowed to, you can't be in any organized on any organized teams because you're a girl. Um, and then fast forward till I was 42 years old and I found out about women's pro football. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Someone's going against the grain. Someone's saying that I'm still worthy. And I said, well, hell, I'm worthy too. And to get up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go out there and give it everything you have. I believe that people in whatever venue, arena you're in, every aspect of life, we should be giving it all we have. If you're a janitor, be the best janitor ever. If you're a doctor, the same thing. So it's about giving your best. You know, for me, it's about, you know, having self-worth and confidence and wanting to do my parents proud. You know, here I am, here I am, I'm great. I can do great things, but you got to give effort. You, know, you don't wake up in the morning saying, I'm the greatest shit in the whole world. I'm the greatest person. No, you work at it. What do we got to do to get great? What do we got to do to be the best? Well, you get up, you plan. You plan, you start making your little bullet points. You have your, I hope you have a notebook. I'm old school. So I live <laughs> by a notebook. Yeah, I use my computer, but I have a notebook. And I write down the tasks that I need to tackle. And when I'm done with one, I cross it off. It is such an invigorating feeling to, to cross out a whole line. I just did that onto the next task, right? Because knowledge is power. And the more knowledge we have, the better we are as human beings and the better equipped we are to help somebody else, right? You do Absolutely. that, Jen. But yes, I do. Off. Yes. And I'm old school too. I do have a notebook as well. I don't cross, I, I make little boxes. So I write my tasks down and I have a little checkbox next to it. So I love checking those things off. And so from, and it, it's not just about let me make a list and, and see how long that list can be so I can feel like I'm doing a lot of things. It's I'm making 
a list of things that I need to get done that are going to help me to move forward, to move that ball and go in the direction that I want to get. But it's such a great feeling to check that off every day. Okay. I mean, listen, I don't make endless lists. My lists are about things that I have to do to further forward me, to forward, to move the ball forward. If I want to be an NFL coach, what am I doing to get, guess what? Let me write it out. Every day I'm disciplined and I'm staying on course. So it's about staying on course. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about, you've mentioned a couple of times being, you know, coach at the highest level, the NFL. What was that like for you? I mean, the NFL, the football world is male dominated for one, but being able to be a coach and the first coach at the Jets, the first African-American female coach, tell us what that was like for you. Oh, wow. I mean, um, I could, I could, Jen, I could tell you where I was standing and what I was wearing when I got the phone call from the head coach of the New York Jets at that time. It was head coach Todd Bowles. And I had met him about nine months earlier. Within a year, I met him. And um, when he told me, you know, he would love for me to be one of his coaches. Like it was, it was phenomenal. I dropped to my knees for a quick minute and I couldn't wait to get off the phone. Although I wanted to keep talking to him, but I wanted to call my father and say, look what I did. Look what happened. Being a coach with the Jets, you know, when I remember packing up my car with all my football stuff and my notes and clothes and driving to the Jets training facility and I arrived and they were like, the security was thick, right? So it was like, who are you? What do you want? And I said, I'm, Co- I'm Coach Colette Smith. They were like, oh, that's right. Come on in. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, oh, wow. So driving through there uh, was amazing. And then meeting the players and the players, most NFL players are African-American males. Let's be really real here. They're mostly black men, especially your DBs, defensive back. And when I got there and I met my players, they gave me love, respect, hugs, and encouragement. And the only words out of their mouth were, I'm so proud to see you here, my sister. Thank you. And I'm like, thank you. You could tell me that right now, but I'm going to whoop your ass in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a, it was a, it was a beautiful time in my life. I think it showed them a different side of the world that, you know, you, you young men are not just playing football. There's so much more to it. And I want you to see all the life lessons that come from football. And for me, making that pivot into a male-dominated industry on the highest level of the NFL was something unheard of for them and for myself, but it's now a new awakening. And so they can wake up and when they, when they see their, their daughter or their wife or their girlfriend, they maybe won't treat them as a second-class citizen anymore. Right. That's awesome. I, I love the story. I love the, the reception that you got from folks because as a woman who has always worked in male-dominated industries, and I, I grew up uh, my, early in my career was at the engineering world, aerospace, defense, military stuff. And so it's always interesting. Or as a woman, I think sometimes you wonder, well, how am I going to be treated by all of these males, am I going to you be know respected? What, Jen? I didn't care about how they treat me. I honestly didn't give a, a, a flying flick. 
about how I'd be treated. I went there knowing that I knew what I know, I know what I know, I'm gonna do a great job, and whatever I don't know, I'm going to learn. Yes. So I didn't go there thinking that, wow, how are they gonna treat me? I didn't give a crap. I went there with, what was on my shoulder was my women's football league. Yes. The women that I played with, the women that I was in the trenches with while being a former pro football player and being a coach in a, within a women's league. I went there knowing that I am equipped to do this job and no one's doing me any damn favor to give me this job. I earned Yes, it. I love I that. Yep. So for me, I don't care what you think about me. Let's go. Game on. If you're ready, if you're not, leave the field. Yep. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And I think part of that is having the confidence in your ability, right? So when you walk in there, you present that strength and you know that you've earned your way. And I remember earlier in my career, I ended up uh, taking a very senior management role. I was working for Boeing at the time. And uh, I mean, I was 15 years younger than my peers. And mm. all my peers were males. And there were other women that were like, oh, wow, good for you. That's great. We can't, you know, we're, we're in this male-dominated place. And it's just like there was excuse after excuse as to why they couldn't have accelerated in their career. And I was just like, I earned my way here. It's because I, I right. worked hard and, you know, I, I'm just as qualified, even more qualified than a lot of the males here. That's why I got the job. Right on. I, yes. And so I think when you realize that you do have the skills and you have the abilities to contribute, it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female, it's the best person should be there for the job. And when you project that confidence, then people give you respect too. Right on. You know what? We should be judged by our achievements and not our gender. Absolutely. Period. Yes. And you know, I will say this. I love women's football. I support it 100%. But I will say that a lot of my peers in women's football were mad at me because they were like, well, who the hell does she think she is to get that spot? We've been playing for 10 years before she even knew about women's football. She wasn't even a great player. And I, Jen, I was not a great player. I came in at 42 years old with back injuries and knee problems, but I was a scholar of the game. And not only was I a scholar of the game, I was 100% dedicated, not to say that, that they weren't. It was just the fact of I went the extra mile. So we, and meaning our women's team, would just come to practice. We do a bang up job and we gave it all we had. We sure did. All of us did. But I was also doing the executive side of it. I was trying to get more exposure, grow exposure and marketing for our team. So I was making connections on purpose to make them see us women football players. So I started meeting people, you know. So I had a lot of animosity a little bit uh, from my team. Like she wasn't even a great defensive back. No, I wasn't. But I learned that game. I studied. When you guys went home and had beer, I was sitting up watching film. <laughs> I was studying. And, and so I don't want anyone to second guess themselves or their peers. You know, if we're a team player, we're going to be a team player 100% on the field and off. To me, that's real sister. That's real brother. So having confidence is a very important factor in the whole equation of all this. And I went there with confidence. I deserved sure. this. Yes, you did. 
And, and so a couple of things I wanted to, to say, listening to you talk. One, you talk about you know, reaching out, building relationships, getting exposure. I mean, that's absolutely critical if you want to advance in whatever it is you're doing. I mean, you could be the greatest player in whatever field you're in. Right. But if people don't know who you are, then that's not really going to help it's you advance. Right. right. And so you don't have to be, you know, the best DB or the best, you know, accountant or lawyer or whatever. But if you are making connections and showcasing the value and getting that exposure, then there's going to be opportunities that are presented to you because you've built those relationships that other people aren't putting the time and the effort into doing. Right on. So that's right one. On. And then the other piece I was going to say, you had mentioned how people criticized and like, oh, well, she wasn't the, the best player. She hasn't been here as long. It doesn't matter. It's about what are you willing to do? What work are you willing to do to create opportunities, form relationships? People are always, when they're unhappy with where they're at in their own lives, they're going to find ways to poke holes at you and why you shouldn't have gotten what you did. Absolutely. And you know what? My father would always bring me, bring me back to reality. My father would say to me, listen, your teammates, I know you love them and you're going the extra mile for them. I would, Jen, Jen, I wasn't even going the extra mile for myself. It was about my team, my team. And, and so I learned valuable lessons about who's going to go the extra mile. I gave up my, my real estate career women's football and I didn't give it up saying okay I'm gonna quit I just woke up every morning instead of me doing real estate work like I like I did before I would wake up doing football stuff all day all day and then I'm like oh my god it's 3 p.m <gasps> maybe I should do some real estate work to, to you know pay my mortgage <laughs> and so it so football became the highlight of my life because of because of all the positive qualities that you gain from being involved in football from every aspect, from a player to a GM to an owner, all of that became who I was. And so I got all these different hats on. I'm wearing a million hats, but I'm forgetting about the hat that feeds me, the hat that pays my mortgage, the hat that, that I get to use to do my laundry. I had no more of that, but I didn't care. Because for me, I'm going to die on the sword. And women's football to me was that important that I'm going to die on the sword to make a point that women probably, if I say probably, women love football and are more passionate about it because we do it out of passion and not by a paycheck. Absolutely. Yeah, for those people that aren't familiar with women's football, it's been around for a long, long time, uh, the 60s, I, I believe, but women don't get paid to play football like men do. And right. so it's really something that people do because they're passionate about the sport versus this is going to be my ticket to make a ton of money. It's just that doesn't happen. It was right. It was just about I love the sport. I'm going all in. And listen, I would leave my job in real estate wearing Louboutins, a Gucci suit, and a Louis Vuitton purse. And I'd make big sales. But those Tuesdays and Thursday nights, Jen, I was carrying football equipment, helmet, cleats, shoulder pads, you name it, going to practice until after midnight, getting home at 1 a.m. in the morning, beat up, body worn down. And I'm getting up in the morning, guess where I'm going? To my job in real estate. You tell me what NFL player is going to do that for free and not just for free, but he has to now pay to play football. Yes. Come on. Women rock. 
when it comes to this. Yeah, so let's talk about women pay to play for just a second and the WNFC, the Women's National Football Conference, which you were very involved with uh, when it kicked off last year. So I've talked about the WNFC a little bit on the show earlier on. I had, uh, so I'm on the board of that organization and uh, one of my fellow board members, Lifford Hobley, who is the president of the uh, Dallas NFL Alumni chapter and uh, mm-hmm. played played in the league, played for the Dolphins, played college football at LSU. Fantastic guy. He's come on talking about the WNFC as well, as well as Odessa OJ. Jenkins. Oh my God. So Odessa, let me just start here. Odessa Jenkins. Let me just say this to you, Jen. And I, I, I have to say this. My rookie year being a part of a women's pro football team in New York, Odessa Jenkins was already a, she was a veteran player and she was a star player. If she had a penis, she'd be in the NFL. She'd be the highest paid player. Odessa was a beast on the field and off the field. And I remember a lot of the girls would give me a hard way to go, you know, cause I came there from work and I was wearing lip gloss or whatever. And I came to play them. But Odessa would say, yo, are you good Colette? I got you. Let me show you how we do this. So she was very pivotal in keeping me around. There were some days, there were probably at least two that I remember leaving practice saying, you know what? I don't belong here. I'm going to quit. This is not for me. Odessa Jenkins, the founder of the WNFC, was the one that kept me. And she would say to me, girl, I got you. Let me just show you how it looks. So she was she was a, a powerful force for me. And she showed me a lot of humanity and love. And for her to be the founder of the WNFC, and she was the one that asked me, she, when she started the WNFC, she said, Colette, you know you're my girl. I love you. You always went a 100% above and beyond. We want you a part of this organization. And I accepted reluctantly because I had just started my company, Believe in You Incorporated. And I said, Odessa, I don't have time. But she goes, Colette, you know you love it. I said, I know, I know, I know. I love it. I love it. And I love what you're doing. And I back you 100%. So, you know, there are people in this world that really will carry you through life. There are good people. She's one of those persons, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I love the story. And yeah, that doesn't surprise me about Odessa. She's just fantastic. She's got so much energy. She genuinely cares about people. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly encourage folks to go check out her episode too. You will love, love, love her. Oh, uh, Odessa's the bomb. <laughs> yes, yes. And so the WNFC, basically last year was their inaugural season, but what they're looking to do is change the model where instead of players paying to play, the players actually get paid. So they're still working on that, but uh, fantastic yeah, for season. Yeah, right. And just to finish up the WNFC, they did not have a season this year because of coronavirus. It was very right. heartbreaking. It was a hard decision to make. But at the end of the day, it was all about player safety, health, and wellness first and foremost, and the fans as well. So with just this right pandemic on. going on, the decision was made to cancel the season, but they'll be back next year. So do check it out. Women's football is amazing to yeah, watch. WNFC, so. all about it, all about it. Let's go. Live long, baby. Absolutely. So let's talk about your organization, Believe in You. Tell us, why did you start it? What are you focused on? Oh, my God. Okay, so Believe in You Incorporated is about conquering the unimaginable. Uh, so for me, I re- you know what? It, it, it came to me when I started coaching as the first female in, in New York Jets franchise history. And 
soon I found out that I was the first black woman to have ever coached in NFL history. And I started getting letters in the mail and DMs and messages from people, from, from men that have daughters that said, I love football and my daughters would never watch football with me. And I always wish they would, but they didn't until they heard about you. And so at that point, I had a little fire. Did I say a, a little fire? I had a big bonfire lit underneath my butt that was like, wait a minute. I may be able to do some great work in this world to have people know that everyone's worthy no matter what race or gender or creed. So I started Believing You Incorporated in 2017. And I remember I spoke to head coach Todd Bowe from the Jets. And my cubicle at the Jets facility was right next door to his office. I was like, literally, I could see him walk in and out. I could see him in eye view. And I went in there one day and I said, coach, you know, I got to start my own company. And he goes, Colette, that's great. I support you on that. I said, yeah, but I've got to dedicate all my time to it. And he, I remember he took off his glasses. He leaned back in his chair and he said to me, and I'll never forget this because it's still, still very touching to me. He said, coach, I respected you before, but I respect you so much more right now because he knew the mission that I wanted to accomplish. And that was to let kids know there's hope. There's hope if you believe in yourself. So my company is called Believe in You. And whatever you want to do, whatever you feel like you're destined to do, execute, plan, scheme, strategize, and make it happen. So that is what my company, Believe in You, is about. And I do rolling speaking engagements at um, public schools uh, and predominantly underserved communities. I have now, my, my reach has gotten greater where I'm doing corporate speaking engagements. I've been a keynote speaker for Amazon. I am getting a far reach and the far reach is just supposed to mean, Jen, that the message is know your worth, value yourself, believe in yourself and plan, plan to be great. So that's what Believe in You Incorporated is all about. That's awesome. And you have a website, believeinyouinc.com, which we'll put in the show notes so people can check you out more and see what you're up to and book her as a speaker too. I mean, she's got great energy, as you can hear here, great stories, great messages. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And I know that you're continuing to do amazing things. So what I want to do now is I want to transition to my two-minute drill, I call it, which is seven fun questions. I love drills, Jen. I love drills. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. So the first question is, what is your favorite food? Tacos. Okay. Chicken, steak, fish? Steak. Gotcha. Okay, second question, what is your favorite movie? Ooh, Shawshank Redemption. It's a good movie. How about, what is your favorite professional sports team? Uh, the Jets. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> How about, what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten from a coach or a mentor? Be the best you you can be and believe in yourself. Great. And then I'm going to flip it, but I have a feeling it's going to be the same. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you would give someone? Uh, <laughs> believe in yourself. <laughs> there you go. Know you're worthy. Believe in you. Conquer it. Just do it. Step into your future. I love that. How about what is one thing that most people don't know about you? I love animals. I'm a huge animal lover and supporter. I believe in adopting. No one should buy a pet. Don't go buy a pet 
and perpetuate the industry, adopt a life, save a life. Absolutely. And you have a cat, Charlie. I do. He's an asshole, but I love him so much. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last question is, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Oh, wow. I want to be Wonder Woman, but I would want her to up her ante. So I don't just want an invisible rope or jet. I want to be invisible at times. So oh, yes. I would be Wonder Woman, but with a little couple added additions. Look, a couple audibles. I gotcha. Okay. Um, and then uh, I guess any last thoughts for our listeners as we close the show and also tell people how they can follow you on social media. So my thoughts are, are always triumph over tragedy. And through our pain, we find our power. So whatever our listeners, you guys right now, hearing me and Jen speak right now, Whatever pain you're going through at this very moment or yesterday or that's going to soon come, your pain is your greatest power. Use it to benefit you and somebody else. Very powerful. And then tell people how can they keep up with you on social media? So please follow me. I would love it if you followed me on Instagram under Colette V, the V's for Victory Smith. Colette V for Victory Smith. So Colette V. Smith on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and on Twitter, I'm on Coco V28. Gotcha. And we'll be sure to put all of those in the show notes. And because you did say the V is for victory, I just have to say victory. Yes. I watched uh, I watched Entourage uh, the the series again here over the last couple of months, so I'm I'm kind of all into that with yeah. uh, Kevin Dillon and who plays Johnny Drama. So it's amazing. It's, a, it's an amazing series. If you've never watched Entourage, it's an older series, but it, it's definitely I love an Entourage. Entertaining one. Yes. yes. So anyway, so thank you for letting me do that, listeners. You're probably like, whoa, I've never <laughs> seen this side of Jen before. Um, go Jen, go go Jen. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, for uh, Colette, for being on the show today. It's been a true pleasure. Likewise, Jen. I love you so much. And listen, keep moving the ball. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening today. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.